Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen, joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, Emmy voting is over. As of last night. We're recording on Tuesday, not Wednesday. Yes. Schedule, yeah. schedule tweaks, but so this will go out Thursday. But Emmy voting's been over for days then, if you're watching this. Yeah. Nominations are soon. Yes, July 12th. So. Uh, so we're going to make our final picks next week. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a great, that's going to be a great episode. Definitely tune in for that. This one's going to be just fun. This is like like you know the the dead zone, so it's like the the relaxing week off. Yeah, before uh, everything goes to shit. So, <laughs> so can't wait! I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, but we're gonna start by talking about the bear again because I finished it and it rules. It does. So I guess if you have not watched the full season yet, go away. If you care about spoilers, definitely go away. I've seen people on Twitter. I might so. for you, Joyce. You ever go to the for you tab on Twitter? Oh yeah, that's that's where I discover a lot of uh, accounts I've muted too. Ah, interesting. My my mutes hold up strong, but I yeah. do see a it's, lot of accounts. Not, it's not, I don't it doesn't display it, but sometimes if I'm like in replies somewhere and then it's like a blocked account, I'm like, oh, what is this? And I yeah. say view, and I was like, oh, this is someone I've muted. So definitely get that. Yeah. But one thing I've noticed in the for you tab, a lot of people press that the bear was dropped all at once seen a lot of I, I wanted I was gonna bring this up last week but I guess now is a it's a better time to talk about it since uh you know it is out for the public and people have watched it already um there were also a lot of takes at, about how it should have been a weekly drop and and just like this should have been day and date instead yes. like they should have switched um yeah so I don't really have an issue with it being another day and date this time, I think it made sense for season one because it was a new show, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think, yes, like strategically, if you're thinking about the Emmys, it would make more sense for it to be weekly to have, you know, everyone be part of the discourse week to week. Right. Or maybe do like two episodes a week, like hack style or something. Sure. Um, but I also feel like having seen the whole season now, which I really, really love, and I think is better than the first season, I I think it actually works better as a binge in a way. I think it will work fine week to week too, but I think there's something about how economical the episodes are, except for fishes, which is one hour, um, that 
it it doesn't really it's it's not like a cliffhanger every episode where you like need to watch the next episode but it just has a very nice flow and the way they kind of really like the restaurant itself kind of stripped the show the season down to parts and really focused on you know the the people behind this place um I I think it was like a, a nice like fluid season for them so in makes it, it like it's fine for it to be day and date and you can binge it all at once in one day like I, some people have done or not um I think it works both ways but I understand why people want it to be week and week to week yeah I, w- I agree with all of that I would say the couple of things I, I thought was a I agree with you that this is a much this season was a lot better mm-hmm. I think we mentioned this last week and I kind of said that even having only watched the first four episodes I felt like it was already much better because the first season was a movie that was retrofitted into a TV series. And, yes, literally. It was a movie script. <laughs> and you could tell because it's like the pilot's great and there's like two or three great episodes, including like review and the finale that are like amazing. And the rest of it is good, but it just kind of like feels a little like stretched. This felt like TV. It's like, this is really well calibrated. Everything felt like it was like working together with it as a TV show. And so to me, it was like this season was much more rewarding and better. And there are so many standout episodes that I think you could have maybe sustained a week to week. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think it really matters. And I think people will, A, it's not like going to be forgotten, certainly. I don't think at all. And I think people will be able to go back to it many a time. And I do think, I don't know if it would have sustained the momentum. If you think about like the season, like we're right. Like there are a lot of great episodes and I think a lot of them are through the back half. But I did talk to people who were like, I thought the early episodes until we get to like the Marcus episode, which is four, were maybe not as good as the first season. I didn't necessarily agree with that because I actually think the first episode is great. But I was like, if you're kind of like doing, like you said, maybe they do two to start and then one next week. And then now we're into the Marcus one, which is going to be like July 4th or whatever. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm kind of forgetting about this. And maybe it just doesn't, doesn't, it gets lost in discourse. And I think now it's exploding in the discourse in a great way obviously was a prime over the weekend like when emmy voting was happening we said like we're still going to get a ton of emmy nominations and i think now i feel like it could even get more i think they'll squeeze out more maybe uh, based on this second season even though we're voting on the first season and then yeah i just think that'll be it'll be easy to keep this in the conversation through the whole year because of a maybe there's not as many shows right because of the strike and because of stuff that's ended so you get like a twofold uh, there's no Ted Lasso next year. There's no Succession next year. There's no Barry next year. There might not really be a lot of Abbott Elementary next year, depending on when they could get it going. And so all of a sudden, it's like the Bear is going to be like the show, I think, for the rest of this year and certainly like into next year. So I don't think you have to worry about it like getting forgotten. No. Um, and, you know, uh, no offense to Idol, which is ending one episode earlier than expected, but the Bear is the show of the summer. Definitely. I, I have not. Uh, Gotta say, Joyce, love Sam Levinson. We know this. Not not kept up with the idol yet. Maybe I'll go back to it. I, I have not either. But it's gonna, it's ending Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday. I got I a couple of notes. I have like on one. the idol? Yeah, just about two, maybe like two little notes, I think would be we could talk about if I ever watch it or if it's you know, when we're when we're looking for uh drama series contenders next year at this time. Well, it won't even qualify because it only has five episodes, so it has to go like limited. so so seems great uh um but but yeah the bear i yeah i 
yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to be forgotten in any way. I, I think, I think part of the the reason people also want it to be week to week is, is because they don't want to be spoiled if they have not had a chance to watch it all since it dropped on Thursday. It's a weird show because it's kind of like, there's no spoilers really because nothing. The spoilers are basically all the celebrity the celebrity cameos. That's, <laughs> that's, I guess, spoilers. And if you think a celebrity cameo is, is a spoiler, spoiler like, then I guess you're fucked. But it's not. And if you're watching this, like we said, we're going to talk about these celebrity cameos, I guess, because why not? Like this will have no impact on the Emmy race this year. Uh, but for next year, certainly they're full bore. There's a lot of a lot of potential nominees and winners, maybe in the guest categories, at the very least. Yeah, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is probably going to be halfway to an EGOT by next September. So seems like just planted her flag in the ground and we'll be like, that's it. We're just going to have her win. Did you read her Instagram post over the weekend? I sure did. She was very happy. She said she knew she was going to play. When she watched the first season. She watched the first season. She just knew. She just knew. And then she gets the call from Chris Sorer. Uh, And she's great on it, I I think. She's pretty good. That episode, that's that's Fishes. So that's the star-packed episode. So you have Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. You have Sarah Paulson, John Mulaney, John Bernthal, uh, Bob Odenkirk, who we knew was going to be in it. He was the only one who leaked somehow. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, that he was the only one who leaked. His publicist must be working overtime. It was it was part of his Emmy campaign last season. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. Uh, who am I forgetting in that episode? Oh, a Jillian, Jillian, Gillian or Jillian? Is it a Harji or a Gillian. Gillian Jacobs. Love her. As a, um, Yeah, and if you notice, since you're a Swifty, she was wearing a 1989 oh, I noticed. shirt. Yeah. Oh, I noticed. Uh, she was great, and I think in this, she's never looked more like Anne Hathaway. I think she's like Anne Hathaway's clone, and she looks so much like Anne it, Hathaway. It was the hair. It was like it was like the loose curls. She looks yeah. so much like her. Uh, who else did we forget? Oh, Mulaney, we said, right? I think that was it, and Bernthal. Like, that's about, those are the big stars. Yeah, I and mean, then, like, you know, Bernthal, Oliver Platt, we've seen them before, so it's like, that wasn't, like, huge right. surprises. Uh, and then later in the season, Olivia Coleman coming for another guest actor. Amazing scene. Forks, my favorite episode of the entire series. The best Seems episode like- of the season. Do not at me. Like, I mean, do not, like, there's so many people, because, like, uh, like, a lot of people prefer fishes, and I get it. Like that is like the flashier episode, but I think Forks is overall the better episode. I think real ones know it's Forks. Yes, we're we're already re- re- rewatching the season, and so we. Oh, I've finish- I've rewatched multiple episodes already, which I never did with season one. I never rewatched season one at all. <laughs> uh, the only ones I rewatched from season one are like the finale. I think the finale is like amazing in season one. But so we rewatched Fishes last night, and then I fell asleep, so I couldn't watch Forks. Uh, but so we'll watch that today probably. Um. But yeah, fishes is good, but forks is better. I just think it is. And yeah, forks can do fishes, but fishes could not do forks. That's good. Uh, I really, really loved Olivia Coleman's cameo. Put her on the list for an Emmy yeah. nomination. That that what the thing? It was a big beat for Olivia Coleman because she also had Secret Invasion last week, mm-hmm. which um, you know that that show is a uh, very okay. Um, but she's great in it. She's having, I think, I love watching her act because you could just tell that she loves acting and she's always having a blast no matter what, what the role calls for. Like you can see that in Secret Evasion and then very next day you could see it in Forks, that final scene with Evan Mostafrak. And it's like just this beautiful two-hander between them. And it's it's like, it's a moment for Richie and you could just tell 
that she's happy to be part of this moment for him and his character you know yes uh 100% agree I love I love all the post Oscar choices Olivia Coleman has made because I think like there would have been an easy world where she just does like prestige bullshit and she's just like but what if i was on heart heartstopper for like a, a little bit or like yeah. the bear or like or like Secret you know Invasion. three yeah it's <laughs> great i'm like i love her so much you're exactly right she seems like she is having the greatest time as an actor she just loves she still did, um uh mitchell's versus machine she was committed to that before she won the oscar and they thought she would back out afterwards and she's like no i still want to do it so and she's great on Mitchell's. That's yeah. a movie we watched a lot a couple of years ago and uh, really mm-hmm. fun. She's a good, good voice. So, uh, and then also we, uh, Will Poulter, another standout. Yeah, yes. we mentioned him last week. So Boy, he rules. Um, Olivia Coleman is Evans' Will Poulter. Yes. And uh, I would love to see Will Poulter uh, get in a guest. I would love to see Bernthal get in. I have Bernthal in still for this year because I thought he was so impactful in the first season that if you watch the first season and love the first season, you'd have to like consider him. He's still not high in the odds, but I'm still sticking with him. And for talking about this season in the bear, I'm ready to put our pal Oliver Platt in as well for guest actor. Well, I put Oliver Platt back into guest actor after season two, even though this is for season one. (laughs) So we were just talking about this before. He will be eligible as a, a supporting actor for season two. Yeah, and I absolutely hundred percent think he will get nominated next year for season two. Uh, I th- I feel like as soon as I watched the the Steve Bartman scene, I was like, this should be his Emmy clip next year. <laughs> incredible moment, and I just think he's so great in the whole season, and he gets such like in a great emotional payoff at the end with the banana and Richie, and like all of this is great. And the thing I like about the bear just in general, and I think you see it with his character uh and like overall like we're just talking about is like for a show that is not it just I feel like it does subvert expectations in a lot of different ways like I think there's a world where that is like boy how many times have we seen like the fake Tony Soprano type mafia guy or whatever he is right and like he's kind of like a total asshole and like not out doesn't have the best interests of the characters that in mind but in this show he actually does and he's like really honest about it like I will sell this place if it fails but I really don't want it to fail like I love that about his character I was like this guy is like very like legitimately seems to care for the Brazados but also is like I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do I thought that was great and I thought you saw it with again like you said like the Olivia Coleman I think they're yeah, building like all, up... all of the stodging stuff like all those people at these high-end joints they could have been assholes right it's like not. a great refutation of, of uh of the menu, which I absolutely hated. So it's like happy to see uh, that and this it's is also, like- also, you know, a great rebuke of like, you gotta be like all at, uh, all geniuses are assholes, right? You gotta yes. be an asshole to be a genius. And we do know, you know, in the real world, uh, a lot of hot tempered chefs. Right. The, and the it's like a lot of the season is like, what if Carmi is the asshole and wrong? Mm-hmm. And like, if without Carmi, does it work? Like maybe you you know, don't need to he doesn't need fun or, or he doesn't need enjoyment or amusement, so. But maybe he does. Is it with Claire Bear, though? Is it with Claire Bear? No. (laughs) Not my favorite character, Claire Bear. No, that was the only, that's my only quibble of the season. The, that's, that storyline. But, uh, I I know why it happened, um, but it was kind of like fast-tracked. It, it, I think there are ways it could have worked a little better than it does. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I have Bernthal. Do you think Bernthal will get in for season one based on season two? And do you think you think Platt will get in on season two? Basically? I have. Well, I put Platt in for season one. Right, right. So 
I I had him in like a couple weeks ago and then I dropped him but I had him in originally because I felt like he um is also just like the type of veteran actor they would just go for like name check exactly right in in these categories even if someone else on the show might be just as good or better you, you know? don't think Bernthal qualifies as like a name check at this point also no I mean it'll be great if both of them got in but I don't know if I'm still sticking happen. with both of them I, so I'm not sticking with them right because I still have Bobby Cannavale and for Bupkis I'm gonna ride that one right into the ground and then I'll be like, well, I, but if I was going to take someone out, I would take out Bobby Cannavale and put in Oliver Platt. And then I would have uh, Nathan Lane, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Luke Kirby, Pedro Pascal, Bernthal, and Platt. I I dropped Hank Azaria for right. Oliver. So I have Nathan, the Martins, Luke Kirby, Leslie Odom Jr. for Abbott, and Sam Richardson. Right, so. right. So big recency bias on display here with the bear. And we already knew it was going to get a ton of nominations, but do you think the second season will help it get further? How will the second season impact its nomination total? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, we talked about this last week because it's like, it's premiering four days before voting closed. And we already know the industry loves it. You know, it crushed the gills over the winter and um, it was already secure for a bunch of nominations. And then it's just kind of like how if like like who's gonna be like immediately watching or like if you're immediately watching season two as it drops, you're probably already voting for the bear anyway. You know, I I would hope, I guess, after if people watched season two before voting ended on Monday night, um, that they all voted for Evan Mostafrak. So I think Eben was definitely given a huge help. I, I still think he was like probably close to getting in without the second season. Cause I think the show, like we said, was such yeah, a- Yeah, I, I had him in before season two, but now I'm like, he can win. <laughs> I actually think he could win too. And I guess I would say like this, we'll see how the nominations total shake out and like what happens with Ted and Abbott. And I still think like, those are obviously incredibly competitive shows uh, to win. But I do think that the bear could be helped- just broadly because i think one of the biggest talking points or demerits against it was that like it's a it's a drama and we even saw that with some picks pundit picks joyce when they were doing their like what they would do dream ballots uh we're like we're gonna put the bear in drama and i've seen like other people like say like uh you know the bear would be competitive but it's a drama not a comedy right like that kind of thing but the second season is a comedy it feels like at very least, funny. it's very funny and like like I said, it's more TV, so it does feel more sitcom-y, if not broad. It is definitely, like, setting up jokes, and, like, there are funny things and sequences and, like, manic stuff that's happening, in addition to, like, this really crazy uh, drama and, like, obviously, like, heartbreaking stuff that you see as well. But it is funny, and so I think if you're, like, hanging your hat on, like, well, I don't have to worry about the bear winning because it's a drama the second season will kind of nuke that because like people are going to be remembering the second season and watching and be like oh that's a comedy it's funny and so i think it could win basically is what i'm saying in the end depending on how all the nomination totals shake out and like what we see uh next week or in two weeks but i do think it could actually win and this season would help it because it's funny yeah i've I've always had it in second behind ted yeah um so just because it's already proven that it's stronger than Abbott with the guilds. Um, so 
it it is hard like because it's you know no kind of comedy of that ilk has won series before so it is like hard to go there because you know like transparent never won um you know Barry obviously heartbreaking for me um you know Atlanta so it's I but I think like the bear is arguably you know it could just be like recency bias obviously but I think it's it's the it's come or is coming the closest to winning out of all of those shows I I really think it could because I think you have like a world where there's obviously great affection among actors for it we've always kind of said like the actors love Abbott and they clearly like Ted or at least they have in the past but I don't think the bear is like not like I think you could argue like Barry was like the the filmmaker show right and not necessarily the actor show even though Bill like even though it's one acting awards but I'm like this show I feel like does kind of thread the needle between like oh it's like the serious like crafty show but also actors love it yeah and I think also a lot of other branches love it too like last summer just uh, you know uh, like like you you know we talked to a bunch of people like interviews did a lot of interviews and you know just like shooting debris with them beforehand or afterwards you know off the record just talking about like what you're watching and a lot of them were watching the bear because it was recommended to them by their friends and they were loving it yeah I think I think it's like a I don't know if I would you can call it a dark horse because I think I like you have had it in second place behind Ted the whole time but I'm also like I really think I never really felt like I just kind of didn't take it seriously to win until the second season dropped. Now I actually think it could win. And I guess it depends on like what happens to the nominations, but I'm like, I really do think we could see it winning. And like this wins go between like Abbott and, Te- and, and, and the bear. Like act like Shirley Ralph wins supporting, you know, Jeremy Allen White wins lead. And then maybe like Richie wins. Uh, uh, Evan- <laughs> actor. Are you, have you moved them to first? <laughs> No, I, I, I haven't really made a lot of change. We'll do our final picks next week, like we said. Just uh, a comedy. I haven't made a lot of change. The only change I made was I put uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph back in first for supporting actress off my recency bias of Hannah Waddingham in the finale for Ted. And I actually moved Io at a Barry up to second in supporting actress because I just think, again, <laughs> the bear would be like, have a great boost. And boy, she rules. She's so good. And I just think... She's only going to have a, like, I don't think a lot, we'll talk about this campaigning, but I'm just like visibility, I think matters. And like, I always like all over the place now and she's going to be in this movie Bottoms, which I don't think will be like a big hit because like movies aren't hits anymore, but she's at least going to be out there assuming there's not like an actor strike and stuff. So it's like, and that's in August. So I was like, all this will just help her, I think, stay in the conversation all summer. And she's so good on the bear and she's legitimately funny, even in the first season. So I'm like, I think Sydney's like, it could I don't think she'll win, but I put her in second. And I have Janelle James in third and Hannah Waddingham in fourth. Okay. Did, did you keep Juno? I did. I kept Juno. I took Sarah Goldberg out. I'm going to go ride or die with Lisa Ann Walter, who I saw people saying, like, should have been in the bear. And she retweeted. And then and she, was she like, was like, it's not too late. <laughs> season three, baby. Let's go. She'd be great on the bear. Holy shit. Next season, they're just going to have celebrities in every single episode. <laughs> I mean, I also think that shows, like we're saying, like how, like to get all those people to come in just for like basically a day, I think shows that there obviously is a great affection among actors for it. Maybe it's like a small self-curated sample size, but I'm like, I don't know. John Mulaney doesn't need to do the bear. Like. But it's Chicago. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I like I think I've always thought that there are will slash um like could win directing for review. Definitely. Again, they were very strategic yes. with their submissions, just one in writing and directing. And I think it also win writing too. I think it could too. I think a lot of people think Abbott will win writing again, but what if it doesn't? You know? Yeah. And I think well, I think too the strategy matters because I think having just a one bear episode, there's three different Abbott episodes, I believe, who are submitted. There, yeah, and there's one Ted episode for writing, but five in directing. <laughs> and so I'm like, I think that'll help. And I think that'll, you know. I think that'll really help the bear as well. I, I'm still torn on supporting actor. I everyone, I mean, just the whole world wants Tyler James Williams to win. Somebody on our on our comments was like, Chris doesn't like him, which is not true. I actually do like him uh, because of everybody hates Chris, which I thought was like a funny comment. You also hate yourself because everybody hates Chris. That's that was the gag, I guess. I I just like I keep thinking is like and and honestly watching the bear and, and thinking of Evan maybe winning the Tyler like I just can't think of like a lot of it's just such a straight performance in a category that I think rewards flashiness. And so that's why I'm like not convinced Tyler James Williams could win, but at the same time, maybe that's wrong. And maybe he, maybe being not flashy actually sets him apart. Cause if you look at the rest of the nominees, potentially in this category, it's a lot of big, broad, loud performances, right? Like it would be, he, he's definitely the, he's definitely like the apple in a, in a bag of oranges. What's the, I don't know what the, what the cliche is choice, but. It's yes. like he's definitely he definitely stands out because it's different from every other performance in here because it's like the straight man kind of like romantic lead slash like just nice guy. Not a lot of these other actors, I think, in contention would be able to cop to that. So maybe he does win based on that. But at the same time, I'm just like, I just think the flashier performance usually wins here. I still have him in second. Long story short. Um, I, I mean, they... It's it's already good for him, obviously, that he made it in last year when no one was predicting him. So right. he already has the support. It's not like we're predicting him for the his first nomination. No, I, I mean I'm predicting him to get nominated, obviously. And so, but I I do think like it. I think some of the predictions are also because he won the Globe, right? Right, even though like there's no overlap between the bodies. Yeah. Um, but it's like obviously a high profile win. So that is like some you know momentum a little but then he wasn't nominated at SAG when he was predicted to be nominated how much stock do you put in like that kind of momentum from the winter for these shows do you think people actually pay attention to this in the winter I like you mean like while they're voting I don't think a lot of them are like googling like oh who won the Golden Globes right like I think they probably remember like at SAG they might if like you're an actor you might remember who you voted for at SAG right maybe so uh, I don't know if they're like, oh, Kevin Costner won the Globe for Yellowstone, right? And he wasn't there because he was stuck in a flood. So I was like, um, like I said, like I'm waiting. I'm I still Brett Goldstein in first there. I'm waiting to see, like I'll see how the nominee. If if Ted really underperforms, I think I would move off of him. But if it like is the most nominations for a comedy series or whatever, I would probably still stick with him. But I guess we'll see. But I think the top three are definitely those three. Uh, Brett Goldstein, Tyler James Williams, and Evan Moss Backrack based on the the strength of those shows, presumably. Those are the three strongest shows. So why wouldn't they be the three strongest nominees? Yeah, and I think um, 
Eben is finally like in the top seven, like since season two, right? Because he was like hovering right below it. Or he might have been an eighth, but then we found out there were only going to be seven spots. Let me see. One, two, three, right. four, five, six, seven. He's right at seven. He, so he, now he's right at seven. He passed Nick Muhammad. The top eight. Well, it's seven. I know, but just the top. Well, I guess the top eight for us is it's seven, but is it's Tyler James Williams, Brett Goldstein, Henry Winkler, Anthony Kerrigan, Harrison Ford, who I finally dropped, obviously. <laughs> Uh, Tony Shalou, Evan Moss Backrack, Nick Muhammad, and Phil Dunster. I put, I, I dropped Harrison Ford to keep, to put back in Evan, and I kept Phil in because I just think Phil will have like a lot of number one support because I think if people loved this season of Ted or liked it, he obviously was the best part of the season. So I think he will get like a lot of number one support and that'll put him in, even though he hasn't been nominated previously. And I, and I don't think you could say the same for Harrison Ford, who feels like a Oh, I liked him. I'll put him like in the five or six range. Yeah. Um, I'm, I obviously still have my guy, Stephen Root, for another week. Until yeah, we, we got to keep, we're not making, these are not final picks. We're just going to. But I, I already had Evan in, so. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I know yeah, did. but then like after Forks, I was like, he can win this because this it, this episode could be his rainbow. Yeah. Like, because that's what happened with Brett. I think, you know, like Ted was always going to win series back then, two years ago. But like Brett was not predicted to win the entire time after nominations because people were like, there's four Ted guys in there. But that was like Ted season two was airing and it was a huge season for Roy. Yes, 100%. I think people forget that he was just one of four dudes from Ted Lasso at that point. And then that episode happened like literally right during voting uh for wins i believe yeah it happened mid-august that rainbow but like even like leading up to it because you you know you have like the christmas episode and everything he was just part of a lot of storylines in season two and um yeah like and then that i think you know even though you're technically voting for the previous season i think it's hard to keep the current season out of mind it seems unlikely to be able to compartmentalize in that fashion yeah so like one like it was just like a vibe like at that time it was like i was like well like he's he's gonna win like it was so clear he was gonna win yeah and i can see a situation like that for Evan. um he has to get in first so that's the biggest hurdle and uh the bear and like that episode and everything have to sustain the buzz and hype through voting in mid-august too so that's the i think that's also another thing why people want it to be weekly the drop because that's yeah. the seventh episode so it would have dropped around then right let me ask you this about the bear uh, to go we're obviously in the tank for the bear it's like our new succession it seems for you and i at least nothing can i mean listen weekly. forks is like up there with you know with open eyes and connor's wedding for me <laughs> uh, i was wondering this and i saw people tweeting about this the only the one big difference between the first and second season is that there's obviously a less of a focus on Carmi, which Not I'm totally fine with. We are fine with, but I was wondering, like, does that impact Jeremy's? And like, let's say we, I think the Bears going to do really well in nominations. Let's say Ted is like really strong, even though like the third season was like polarizing. Uh, they end up like really going crazy for it. It's a lot of nominations. Is there a world where like that is a closer race than we're giving it credit for now because? If you think of season one, I think Jeremy was like out of amazingly good. And Jason in season three of Ted, not in it as much, but neither is Carmi and, and Jeremy Allen White in season two of The Bear. So I was just like, does, is it possible that that could 
impact that race because there's just not as much Carmi or not as many moments in the first, second season where you're like, man, that was a great Carmi moment compared to the first season where I think you had a bunch. No, I think he still he has like enough. It's just more that Carmi took a back seat in multiple episodes. Right. But like there are a lot of big moments for the character throughout the season. And then the finale, you know, he's locked in the fridge. <laughs> Finale's pretty solid. A lot of big moments of him in the fridge, yeah. too. So I, I agree. I was just wondering. And- I was like, I guess I would say like I still am gonna predict Jeremy Allen White because he steamrolled through the winter. And like nothing should change the way he would steamroll through the rest of the season. But I do think it's closer because he just wasn't in it as much or was not as much of a main focus on Carmi as the first season. And I think if people- I, I don't about think it, that matters because like if people are voting with both seasons in mind and you're voting right. with both seasons sure, in mind. Sure, So I guess that's true too. Uh, Joyce, what do you think? So we're going to go, we're going to talk about a little about uh, campaigning now that everything's done. How'd you like the um, I mean, you're you're the you're the one who loves campaigning. So what was your favorite campaign this season? Well, I loved Kieran's campaign uh, for succession. He he was really working it he before worked he had it. to go to Poland to really shoot really hard. Really. He did the THR roundtable, he did the actors on actors, he did mo- uh, postmortems with Vanity Fair. I saw just like man, he went I mean, any kind of event or anything he could seemingly do, he went for. It was like, I'm gonna be a lead. Uh I'm going to go for it and own that I'm the lead and I'm going to just force my way into nomination and maybe a win. And especially because while Brian Cox was very vocal, love Brian Cox, love his, his honesty in interviews, uh, obviously not as vocal throughout the rest of the season because Logan died and Jeremy strong. I didn't see as much with him either. He did a few things. I know he did like the LA times, I think, right? Like their round table. He, he did vulture, um and did a big chat with like after the finale and he yeah. did a great interview frankly with the 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 spawn con uh hbo succession podcast i really like yeah, he Harris was on Fisher. he was on the boat the the penultimate and the finale episodes of that and then yeah. he was also on cnn too after the finale so um he did a lot but not yeah the like traditional, he like, so he ones he um obviously uh was burned by the new yorker profile Mm-hmm. in 2021 so i think he's kind of um you know been a little bit more selective with press yeah. since then. but everything he did um this season like all the interviews like he's i i feel like he doesn't come across well in print but he does if you like audio wise and visually like if you listen to the pods that you can tell when he's joking but it's hard to capture that in print yeah. especially if you're like writing him or like you know your your hook for it is like he's this like self-serious actor he's really not like he takes he takes his crap very seriously obviously and he's very passionate about it which i think like so is highly commendable and respectable but he also has a sense of humor if you watch and listen to enough interviews with him yeah i and every i felt like i i don't think the new yorker profile was incredibly super fair maybe or the way it was presented and certainly it spiraled out of control online. So like totally meaningless now what actually was in the profile even compared to like what the discourse about it is. But uh, I do think like he is pretty thoughtful and doesn't take himself that seriously, but he does care about what he's doing, which I don't think makes him any different from like Kieran Culkin, like who is the goofy oh. guy, right? Yeah. Like, or whatever, but like they're they, kind they of both the care about what they're doing. They just have different personalities. Right? And I think he was not done a great service by Brian Cox continually talking about it and like, Brian Cox has no fucks to give about anything. And I love and I, it. And I love it too, but I also don't take 
him super seriously at times because I'm just like, he's grumpy. He's grumpy about everything, Brian Cox. So of course he's going to be like, Jeremy Strong needs to like take a bong rip or something to calm down or whatever. You know what I mean? Just like shut up already. But I'm like, he probably isn't really like, the guy mad about everything. I don't take him that serious. Yeah, I mean, that amazing behind the scenes clip when Kieran crashed Brian and Emily Blunt's actors and actors photo shoot and then yeah. Kieran hugs him. Brian does not react. Like he hugs him from the back and then Kieran's just like, are you grumpy today? So like, good. So, uh, good. Th- so if you pay attention to all that stuff, I mean, the people who I felt like campaigned the most were like, and this is completely anecdotal, but based on what I saw in all this stuff, it's like a lot of The Last of Us. So Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey were a lot of places seemingly really and craig mason too uh just like full bore we're just going for it uh so that was a big one i felt like i saw a lot of emily blunt and a lot of uh a lot yeah she did a lot she did a lot i saw a lot of uh even uh, though it kind of phil dunster did a lot he was phil dunster was everywhere just like roy kent every fucking yes. way, the so. ted ted people were all over the place and they brought they the were. ted people uh as a group Kind of like a remember how much you love these actors kind of thing. That usually yeah. works. It's like an ensemble thing. And it reminded me of like a Black Panther or Hidden Figures type. Like we're going to give this to the uh, the SAG ensemble win because we love all these people, right? But the movie, it, it, you know, mixing award seasons. But I'm like, the movie was not something that took uh, voters took seriously. But man, they love those casts. And yeah, I think they, like, season, people just love the actors and the characters. Yes. And this season with Ted was way more focused on like all of the supporting characters. I saw like uh, Colin, is it Colin uh, Harris who plays Billy on Ted? Or is yes. Colin the actor? Uh, uh, character, hang on. Is it Billy Harris is the actor? Yeah, Billy Harris. Billy Harris, Colin. the actor who plays Colin. Man, Billy Harris was everywhere. Rightly so. He had a big well, he, he Yeah, like they, they trotted out a lot of. The, the actors like the players for postmortems yes. after their like big episodes yeah. you know so and, and so i feel like ted did a great job campaigning uh the cat the ca- actors and even in mid episodes that people weren't hot on it was still like you love these guys and gals and the thing was like juno wasn't really part of the preseason promo because she was filming no. so like they trotted her out now that she's free her and Phil did a lot of work. We saw Juno did, a, I think, a Vanity Fair thing with Riley Keough, I believe. Was yes. that theirs? They did yeah. a, hey, we're friends. We used to live together. Yeah, they also did, a, she and Phil also did a, a SAG talk that's like constantly on my YouTube homepage when I go to YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, again, whether this matters in the long run, I kind of think it does just because it keeps people's focus. But at the same time, like, you're not going to forget that Juno Temple's on Ted Lasso. She's already been nominated. Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) or these shows that are already hits and have already done well historically, I don't know how much it matters when we know they already watched the show. Like, I I get focusing on Phil because he's never been nominated. I think Phil is the, I think it matters to someone like Phil because I think it's like, a, he's very likable as a, as a, as a as seemingly, I don't know Phil Dunster from a hole in the wall, but he, he seems very nice. And so I think that helps having him out there and then being like, he's never been nominated for a show that you obviously really love. If you're an Academy member, it seems like, oh, that's something we have to fix. And like I said, he was like the best part of the season. And so maybe it's like an easy, we're going to put him in, I'll vote for him because I want it, even though he hasn't been nominated before. Yeah, but for someone, you know, like they've they've nominated Juno before. She hasn't won. Yeah. They've nominated before, like they've nominated Brett before, they've nominated Hannah before, they both won. You know. What so, did you think of like what did you notice was not doing a lot of campaigning, would you say? And does that matter? Um 
Well, so I like this is a a dual like non-campaign or a quiet campaign, I guess. But um, there was not a lot of just season two promo lead up to the bear either, None. which you kind of see a lot with um, surprise season one hits because then it's like by season two, it's like, oh, they know they're hot stuff. So they're going to be more selective about things. But they didn't go like full court press with the season two promo or even the campaigning. Like I think Io did some stuff. She was on the THR roundtable. I saw Io. I didn't see a lot of, and I saw like uh, Evan did some, like a Times profile this past yeah, week for season the show two. That was, yeah. for season two. I wonder how much the writer strike impacted their like plans with like Chris and, and Joanna. I guess like I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's definitely obviously been fewer like showrunner press and interviews since the strike of course but then after like a couple weeks ago they wj tweaked the guidelines yeah um so like you if you're a writer you can do promo for completed work but just not through anything coordinated by the studio or anything the studio has hired to do so or, you could do like it you, so you the writer could reach out to press yourself or through your own personal publicist right which I, then a lot of people did like jesse armstrong did a bunch of finale yeah. postmortems after that i'm pretty cynical so i just don't believe that they're actually i think they were just like you could do whatever you want and like people are just i don't i like i don't think there's somebody checking to see whether like hbo is involved no in but i now. think it's more that like the writers have standards so like they themselves wouldn't like do something that a studio asked when they're on strike Right, but I wouldn't be surprised if the studios talked to their writer's publicist and was like, hey, if you want to do these, let us know. No, I don't, I, 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 don't I don't disagree with that, but I think okay. like whether or not their writer themselves do the interviews, like they're I making see. that on their own. Like they're not going to be bullied by the studio if right. you're doing it. No, I think that's true. I don't think they'll be bullied, but I don't think that, the, I don't think the reps are not talking to the studio. I guess would be my no, opinion. I don't think that's ever been the okay. thing. Okay. But like, they're not going to like do the interview that's set up by the studio right the studio is not gonna be like jesse armstrong you have to talk to npr yeah i don't think i mean first of all each doesn't care they don't need i mean jesse armstrong may be a bad example but like you know like whoever is showrunner x is not gonna is not gonna be bullied into doing it even if their reps are talking to the studio about like when they could do press opportunities the bear i agree though did not do a lot of press um but they could also be saving that press for season two for later even though it was like a quick drop they could it's i mean we you know the SAG could strike by the end of this week um like because the deal ends June 30th so who knows but then it's just like um if they do go on strike then what's going to happen with like phase two campaigning with the actors with like writers also still on strike yeah that would be I'm not anticipating an actor strike but I wouldn't go on record saying that I don't think it'll happen because like that's a surefire way to be proven wrong uh I mean they've already what it was like two days ago they um released that statement claiming that talks were going well so and then i saw another seemingly i I gotta say joyce i'm not i'm not a negotiator just broadly speaking you know what oh like i don't really care about any of these like sources says things because it's all just spin (laughs) what made me laugh because what you said was right they released that thing and people were like hey the talks are going really well and then the next day i saw one it's like they're not going that well which i was like yeah and then like all the all the people who are part of who are in the room where it happens are tweeting about it too so i'm like i don't care like, yeah, everyone, like everyone has their version of the story so i'll just wait until the thing yeah. happens or not <laughs> i would just say like if you're negotiating something and you're trying to strike a deal and you say it's going well not that kind of lessens your your 
what is the word? Uh, it's, your... it's going well for you, probably. <laughs> or maybe it's not, or whatever it is, but you don't want to like give up your high ground in that case, yeah. right? Like, I guess that would, so, so anyway, we'll see what happens. But I, 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 I was- Well, but also you... because of like the impending strike, you have a lot of yeah. like movies too, like Barbie, just like banking press. Yes, a lot of press. Yeah. A lot of press for that, a lot of press for Indiana Jones, a lot of press for Mission Impossible, just to make sure. Um, yeah. What do you think of Abbott's campaign? Um, obviously, Quinta uh, unable slash has not done a lot no. for obvious reasons. But uh, Lisa Ann Walter is out there doing a lot. She's like, um, I think she's like part of, not the negotiating committee, but it's like something part of like with the strike. Yeah. Because she's also in WGA. Yeah. She's been um, doing a lot. Yeah. And she's uh, heavily tweeting a lot of socials. Which I yeah. love. love. Yeah, that. I love it too. So And uh, Shirley Ralph just all over the place too, I felt like. She did it last year too. Yeah. Yeah. And Janelle James. Mm-hmm. Seemingly. I think she, she did I mean she did uh less stuff, but yeah. like she's more of like a Jeremy Strong in the scenario. Yeah. 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 Uh what other about drama? What other drama stuff did you notice campaign wise? Drama um, like said, Last of Us went hard. Did it Pedro was everywhere. What else is in drama? How about the old man? I felt like that was in a lot of places. Jeff Bridges. Well, really you know, Jeff work. Bridges was great on the round table and no one got his Tron joke. He was in a video game once too. Tron. Got sucked in. Holy shit. That was so good. That's like one of the funniest jokes. I know. And went over all a single. I'm I I I gotta I I like to think that Kieran was like mad at himself later for not he getting that kind was. of quick joke. The best the best part of Kieran being part of those two things that and the actors on actors of Claire Danes, his old pal, his old Igby goes down co-star. Mm-hmm. It's like you really see what an intent uh listener he is. Like he leans in when someone's talking and you know he's like really um listening to you. It's not just going in one ear and out the other. And he's like he asks questions of other people. I like I like those roundtables when like they're just talking amongst themselves. You know? He could also have a great career as a talk show host if he wanted. Yeah, he was basically moderating that roundtable by the end. So yeah. he would yeah. be really good at like hosting like a podcast or like a talk show. He'd be very good uh, here. In. Yeah. Um. So Yellow Jackets obviously also aired yes. this spring. Um, they, you know, last year, Melanie Linsky did a lot of press and, and I don't think she did uh, that much this time, which is also fine. Cause it's like second year, she got the nomination last year. She's like safe for a nomination this year, but this year she's done this before for like everything, but she was really advocating for her co-stars. Yes, for sure. And I also felt like she did the stuff she did was like also in service of like other, not like to Natasha Leone. I felt like they did her actors yeah. on actors and she was wow. like, it was way more focused on Natasha to get her in almost. And they're not in the same category. So that helps probably. But I was like, oh, like she was like in, yeah, like she's using her clout like to lift up other voices maybe. Yeah, she's really going to that obviously for Sophie Nelise. Yes. You get in, they could be nominated in the same category because Sophie's would, going. Would love to see it, but I stopped predicting it a while ago. I did too. Um, I, I just feel like the... um the finale or like the season didn't end on the best note as we discussed a couple weeks ago yeah it I it feels like it just left I think I actually like the finale a lot so I don't think it's actually even a quality thing but I think ending the season the same weekend as you you said this as succession ending just like kind of 
took all the wind out of its sails and not really never recovered. Like people aren't talking about it. Doesn't seem like as much. This is purely anecdotal. Well, this was another thing I was thinking about a couple weeks ago or last week actually, um, uh, because obviously they killed Natalie in the finale, yes. Juliet Lewis, and she i'm assuming it was just personal preference she didn't do any press like no postmortems immediately after the fact like nothing like brian cox did after mm -hmm. connor's wedding right um and then she she just posted like a long message on instagram talking about like her time and appreciation mm -hmm. like shown everything lovely post but yeah she did nothing she did the as we talked about she did a cbs sunday morning interview like two weeks before the finale and that was it and they did have some in-person events at the beginning of the season but yeah, there was, it, it felt like that should have been like a big thing. It, it was a big thing to, for them to kill off one of the main characters, but if, it feels like the conversation around that just petered out like the rest of that week, you know, whereas like, we're still talking about Logan's death. Obviously there are different shows and different impact because we got seven more episodes to see what happened after Logan died and the season was over after Yellow Jackets or after they killed Natalie. But yeah, she didn't do a lot of press. And then she did, she finally did an interview like last week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And they didn't really do a lot of press in general for the finale, again, because I think of the strike and stuff. And that was like before, like they tweaked the rules. And then by the time they tweaked the rules, people have moved past Yellow Jackets, it feels like. So not just not maybe not great timing the whole thing. I don't like, I guess we'll see how that ends up. Impact I don't know if it'll impact it at all, but maybe it will. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, White Lotus, like the actors were like, you know, pretty consistently campaigning. Yes. And also didn't really need to because I feel like no one has stopped thinking about that show. And like, it's just like kind of there and people are like, got it. We like it. Yeah, I think there. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think there's less of a consensus with the guys of like who could get in. Yeah. I feel like the woman did more press, though. Not as not so much the guys. I didn't really see any of the guys do press. I could have been missing this, but I mean, I saw like Theo James. Well, Michael Imperioli wasn't around table. Yes, um, and like Theo James and Will Sharp did stuff. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. Um, Theo was did the actors on actors with Brett, right? It was yeah, Brett. He, yeah. yeah. So, but I also so in a drama sporting actor, I dropped um, F. Murray Abraham. Ah, welcome to my life. Who'd you put in? And, I put in Tom Hollander. So I still yes. have double White Lotus because I still have Imperially in there. <laughs> yes. I have. I don't have Imperially in, but I do have uh, Tom Hollander. I, I think Tom Hollander is uh, likely to get nominated because like I thought he's in so much of his stuff with with Jennifer Coolidge. And he's like, that will help because people are watching Jennifer Coolidge and he's great. He's such a, that's such a slimy character and like very slippery and he does it so well. I just love it. I love that character and performance. So I hope he gets in. Uh, Joyce, you said you uh, you wanted to do a check-in. I have I wrote down here Joyce's two friends. Oh no! I mean, the, this will take like one minute. My That's my two friends are also Emmy voters, yes. so they can only vote in program categories. Sure. So obviously, this year is a restricted ballot, so they can't list as many things um, as they probably could in the past. Sure. Um, I will say that Succession and The Bear were on both of their ballots. Okay. Um, and they they struggled filling out every slot when it's uh, eight. And I, I wonder how many people will struggle to do eight. I, I do think we talked about this with drama series. Let's just say focused on that. 
it's tough. I mean, it's the same with like comedy too, because it's like yeah. there's like a pretty obvious six or whatever. And that, but I also wonder like psychologically what that does to you, because like when you have the unlimited ballot and there's no limit, you could just list two things and move on and feel fine. Or you could list like 13 things and move on and feel fine. But I like, is there kind of like an unconscious pressure you have when you see like a locked eight slots in there? Like, do you feel like bad if you don't fill out the whole eight or you do you not care? Cause you're like, I don't care about any of these other shows. <laughs> so if, I don't know. And if you do you think if they end up like, yeah, like do you what if a lot of people don't fill out the eight, right? Let's say they do five or six. Does how, what is that? How does that you think impact which of the fringe shows at the end? Let's say we get in for seven and eight. So like for me, like my comedy picks, like we said, there's a set locked six, right? Like that would be just completely shocking if they didn't get nominated, which is. Ted Lasso, The Bear, Abbott, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Barry, and Only Murders. And then seven and eight, I have Shrinking and Wednesday. But it could really be any number of different shows. So it, is it like, do you think there's a better chance that something like shocking, like, I don't know, the other two or Jury Duty actually gets in at the bottom? I, mean, I would love to see it if it's those two. <laughs> but do you think that is more likely based on this, like, because like it's tough to fill out, I guess? Maybe. I don't know. I mean... I guess, I mean, we kind of talked about this with Wednesday last week. So I could see you on an unlimited ballot voting for Wednesday because that was something you watched and you enjoyed and you had unlimited slots and you already wrote down all your faves already. And now you're just like listing shows you enjoy. But when you see like you have a set eight and then like, are you more selective and being like, I'm only going to vote for my actual faves and not things I just enjoyed. So would you include Wednesday in that? maybe not but would you include jury duty and then even if, i mean like, like if that was like your fave i guess yes. you would if enough people are not filling out let's say then there's a chance that even though wednesday there's a chance they say that jury duty could get in on lesser fewer ballots maybe higher rank higher higher ranked than wednesday on more ballots. Well, it's not it's not like ranked so it's it's like like the appearances right so um, i can see this happening i could see like a shocking like out of left field sort of show getting in instead of like a Wednesday or shrinking or poker face, which are like the popular choices for that seven, eight spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you just think like the, the restricted ballot will help the passion picks. Right. Um, so, and also I guess like if you are filling out all the slots like and you get down to your final spot, it's like, what am I going to put in here? I have to like really think about what I actually really, really love this season. Similar to like why you, and then now I have months later followed, moved off House of the Dragon. Cause like, it seems like a show that is like, people probably liked, but they're not going to like love it enough to like put it high on their ballot. And like, maybe they just don't even care and they'll put something they like more like a Bad Sisters or an Andor. Yeah, I mean, like, my thing with House of Dragon is also that it just tanked at the guilds right. over the winter. Right. So just, like, a poor performance. And it really did get overshadowed subsequently um, on its own network in by its slot by, well, first The White Lotus, and then right. The Last of Us, and then Succession. <laughs> right. Uh, Chase, we'll do all our, all our final picks next week. Um, but we can do emails now. You could email us at slugfest at goldderby.com. And please do, because we're going to do later this summer a mailbag episode. So ask us anything. I guess after the nominations, probably you'd want to ask us stuff. 
more so. But ask us still stuff this week because we can maybe read it after our nominees. So we have. We'll just uh, read the question again, and then we'll have to cut it out. So yeah, it was great. That's what that, that's why I don't do it live. Here's one from Guillermo Joyce who emailed us. Uh, he writes, "Hey guys, two part question: In which category does Better Call Saul have the best shot at winning an Emmy? Fucking robbed until now. And does Betsy Brandt have a chance in guest actress? You're the Better Call Better Call Saul expert, Joyce. What do you think?" Um, I want to be able to call it an Emmy winning show, but I have no expectations of them anymore. So if it happens, it happens, but I feel like it doesn't have a great shot anywhere. Like you, like there are some, sometimes I feel like it should have a good shot here in like sound mixing or something and it doesn't happen or whatever. What about cinematography this year? They've never been nominated for cinematography. So. I feel like they, the finale is like their, I think would be their big push. And I can see it getting in. I would hope it could get in, but I have no expectations. Um, I like my friend and I have joked that it would be funny if Better Call Saul's one Emmy win for his entire run is Brian Cranston and guest, and he'll win his fifth Emmy for playing Walter White. I, I took him out this week. Maybe stupidly, because I put in Justin Kirk for Succession, but I'm still not sure that Arian Moyed would get in for Succession, even though I think they do like Stewie. And so maybe I'll go back to Brian in that category. But I still also think he'd be like fourth to win behind like The Last of Us duo and Cromwell. So I don't think he's going to actually win, even if he gets in. Yeah, I have Brian in fourth. Um, so. But, you know, I would never underestimate them just, like, name-checking him. Sure. How about Betsy Brandt, then? What do you think? Uh, again, would love to see it. I do not have her in. I don't know. I don't think it's, like, kind of like a Michael McKean situation where they missed him for season three. Mm-hmm. And then they nominated him as a guest star next. Um, you know, obviously, she was never nominated for Breaking Bad. And I feel like they're not, I feel like the people who pay attention to that show the most are the writers and not really the actors or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe now that the show is over, they've had a chance to catch up with it. So like they're done with the show too. Um, but I don't have brand. I have, I have triple succession. Let me see. <laughs> uh, Anna Tor, Fiona Shaw and Claire Foy. I also have Claire Foy. I think I have, I think I have opposite Last of Us actress. Let me see. I believe I have uh, Storm Reed because her arc was a little more tragic and felt like a little more substantial. I have Harry Walter, uh, Yama Boss, Melanie Linsky, Storm Reed, Claire Foy, and Fiona Shaw. So I only have two successions. You still stuck with Sherry Jones? Yeah. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah. I got another one here from this one. I'm I'm just gonna the our the emailer who emailed us at slugfistgoldenderby.com, very kind, has his name is I T A Y, like Italy with no L. So how would you say that, Joyce? How do you say Italy with no L? Ite? Ite? I don't know if it's I a thought lot Ite, I thought Ite too. So we'll go with that. Ite, if this is right, Godspeed. And if it's wrong, I apologize sincerely. Uh, hey, Chris and Joyce, my name is Ite, Italy with Noel. I've been watching and listening since the very beginning, and I love you guys. Aw, thanks. Thank you. I have some questions. Best costume design for a period piece. 
Do you think Netflix Transatlantic has a shot at getting a nomination because the dress Gillian Jacobs wears are amazing? Um, I I don't know if that maybe, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a main push for them. There. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, number two, is The Last of Us eligible for best score? Because I believe the music is at least partly taken from the game. Well, it is on the ballot for best score at the very least. And I think it is eligible in that case because they submitted episode three, which I think maybe is uh, enough of a departure from the game, perhaps. Yeah, they submitted a long, long time for yes. score, right? Yeah. Yes. And it's Gustavo uh, Santola. Um, An Oscar winner. Yes, I, I think, yeah, I think I could get in. I do. I mean, we, we can talk about music and how our guy, Nicholas Bertel, will probably not win for Succession. <laughs> will he get nominated for Succession? I think he'll get nominated for Succession uh, Succession and Andor. So and he'll then, get nominated uh, for Succession and Andor. Last of Us gets nominated. That's three. What are the others? Um, White Lotus, I yep. think, will get in. I think Only Murders can get in. Yep. Right. Um, I I feel like Mando might miss this year. I think so too. I was actually eyeing a poker face. Interesting. Love that Nathan Johnson score, but again, the peacock element. I don't know. Great. I don't. I don't have to. I have to pull up the the ballot. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know what else. Uh, all these good shows. What's another good show you like? I don't. I don't. Ed Lasso shrinking. Uh, music composition, dramatic score. Stranger Things is on the ballot for episode nine. Could it get in? I think it could. But <laughs> you're you're just in the tank for Stranger Things. Well, you're I do just, think uh, it's good. You're just gonna nominate it or predict it for all. I just think these are the categories that could actually get in. Um, I mean, I think it could get into music supervision, and it could probably it it could win again music supervision. Yep. Um, we have another question from Ite e- e- later about music supervision. If you want to do that now, it was his. It, it was who your hope di- hope dictions for best music supervision. Mine are Beef, Yellow Jackets, Maisel, and the Bear. Great choices. Can't argue those. Yeah. There was an article going around this weekend, Joyce, that was just really wrong. Oh yeah, that was over the weekend, and I'm oh, like, God. and then but there are also like some takes about some of the shows mentioned. I'm like, yeah, I was like, if you're gonna criticize. Uh, don't come for the bear and don't come for beef and don't come for uh, yellow jackets even. I think all of those are great. I don't know. I thought those were all yeah, good. Yeah, and I thought they were all deployed very well. Yes. Those are great picks. Context. I could see all those getting, I think the bear could get in for music supervision. Yeah, for season one. Yeah. Season, and then I know, so then, because when I was watching season two, I was like, uh, like, it's, like if it wins music supervision this year, it can win again next year <laughs> too. Right. Um. Yeah, so I think Maisel can get in uh, Stranger Things. Um, okay. The Bear, Beef, of course. Also great needle drops. What else is there? Call Saul has gone in before. I can think it can get in again. They seem Daisy, to have some appreciation for their music supervision. Daisy Jones, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I feel like that might maybe have a better shot in, like, uh, you know, song. Sure. But um, there is a lot of like actual. There is um, White Lotus. Maybe I just feel like the problem with White Lotus is it's a, like it is great music supervision and the music that they chose is amazing. But there's not like a lot of songs that people are like, oh, I know that's it's like 
not very recognizable songs i would argue you know what i mean and maybe that no, doesn't but that, like that doesn't you know it doesn't need to be like no. a famous song but you know what did have a lot of big famous songs love and death yeah um and robin erdang also she uh, is the Maisel music supervisor and she also did love and death so yeah. that has a lot of great 70s 80s bangers mm-hmm. um that would be a good nomination i don't know if they'll get in though i, I don't know yeah. how strong it is there um but if people just watch the first couple episodes that's where the bulk of the music is anyway so um i don't know what else had music i'm not i'm not sure poker face had some music poker face had some music too yeah uh other question here from from ite hang on another white lotus question here which is actually good uh, I took Sabrina out in Supporting Actress, and then I thought, they nominated the perfect Ray Seahorn just once with an unlimited ballot. I know Joyce can't predict her for the sake of her getting in, which I don't think is true anymore, but why are you guys confident Ray will get in? Right. Well, I couldn't predict her to win. Yeah. Yeah, either. So that's an interesting point. Like, is was Ray on there only, was Ray on because of the unlimited ballot? And will, like, the non-unlimited ballot hurt her. That was kind of like the argument against like Sarah Goldberg, right? Like that she got on because of the unlimited ballot. And now with the limited ballot, maybe she wouldn't get back. Yeah, but like like I said last week, like Ted Lasso fielded three nominees last year with unlimited ballot. Is it gonna like do three again this year? I mean, it doesn't really have a third option really right. for a supporting actress, but um, it is the restricted ballot is supposed to help people like Sarah and Ray. But yeah. I think Ray also got in last year on a limited ballot, finally, because like I was just saying a couple minutes ago, I think the actors were probably finally catching up to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think voters are the only one that's like watching it in real time. So maybe they finally caught up to it. You know, like they were a season behind in nominating Michael McKean too. Yeah. Right? Yep. So assuming they've now like finished the whole series <laughs> and she has a great episode right with waterworks in the back half um and and yeah i guess also like on a restricted ballot with eight slots like you might be less inclined to check off a bunch of people from the same show i don't think that's as much of an issue on an unlimited ballot because you could be voting for 20 people so then like five people from the same show doesn't feel like that big of a deal right uh last two here from from ite it was a multi-part email which i love because it gives us stuff to talk about um why is linda cardellini at 121 odds she got in twice with christina um she got in once with christina i'm just reading the emails christina got in by herself the first time uh i i love linda on the show i just think you know the the show finished or aired in november and uh i think the their focus is really just christina yeah at this point um and there's just five slots i mean i did have linda in my predictions for a while back when we could still predict six it feels like with five slots, the idea of dead to me getting two of those slots when it's in a niche show, maybe I'd argue that finished a long time ago, it seems unlikely, even if it's deserved. Five slots is just too little to get it in. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that, because I think the five slots this year in the comedy 
categories well actress not actor because that's kind of set is different from two years ago when they also had five because that's when we were just reaching for contenders because it was the COVID year you know and then they ended up nominating A.D. Bryant from (laughs) Shrill and Allison Janney from Mom and Kenan Thompson for Kenan you know just like name checking people on Unlimited Ballot that they're familiar with Mm -hmm. um and I don't know what's going to happen now on a restricted ballot with five because I I could see someone like Bridget Everett getting in in five which sounds unlikely because you'd be lost a spot but that is the type of like passion-backed person I I, I do agree and then the last one's from Ethan and then we got one more email to wrap this up some shady remarks we love shady remarks Joyce so this is a lot of hot takes from Ethan not me saying this. This is the email. Quote, only murders is an awful show that only Americans like sorry, selenators. I disagree. Thought Jif. I think that show's good. Are, are they trying to bully you out of predicting? Selena? I don't know. But I mean, I might not predict it. Uh, Ted Lasso should not get in for writing. I mean, that's fair. And House of the Dragon should get in drama directing for the finale. Did they submit it? Um, what did they submit? I don't even know. Hang on. Scintillating stuff um i don't what those are just statements so those are his hot takes okay and then the last part was they submitted for the black queen was that the finale that was the finale yes there you go. last part hope you guys uh love you guys enjoy listening can't wait for oscar season just saw asteroid city and jason schwartzman deserves a lead actor nomination we'll talk about this when we do oscar do you, do you agree no i don't <laughs> <laughs> uh not 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 back on the west bandwagon just yet love wes anderson but uh i, I don't I'm, you know good for him that it's a box office love it love any if wes is successful that's great yeah uh last email here from jason email us at slugfest at goldderby.com jamie lee curtis in the bear i love watching your weekly show and your excellent analysis of film and television especially succession take that th- this is me now take that haters right because we talk a lot about succession i My mean we haven't is- talked about succession what since it ended really no, not really just in but- relation to its categories yeah. My question is, having watched season two of The Bear, is it too early to move ahead to next year's Emmys and lock in Jamie Lee Curtis for guest actress? Her performance was wild and amazing ride in Fishes, and she brought it home in the finale. It was so great to see her win an Oscar, and now maybe an Emmy, too. As we talked about earlier, Joyce, halfway to an EGOT by this uh, by September of next year, seems likely. Uh, I, mean, I would say at this point, when we're 15 months out from the next ceremony when she's eligible then uh, yeah i don't i don't think it's wrong to say that she's a front runner no uh you could you could also nominate olivia coleman too in the same category so yeah she was she was definitely coming for that emmy and i saw a lot of comments over the weekend being like oh jamie lee curtis saw all your takes about her oscar win and she's like now i'm gonna come for an emmy interesting interesting I mean, we're also recording this today after the Oscars announced that Angela Bassett is going to be one of the honorary Oscar recipients yes. this coming season, which feels very reactionary. Yes, she'll get an Oscar after all this year, Joyce. We were upset she didn't it's, get it's, one. It's Some not competitive, though. And then she gets it now. It's not competitive, but she still counts. Still holds there, the Oscar. Giving, it, it just, you know, optics wise, it would look better if they waited at least a year to give this to her i mean obviously she could still win competitively afterwards but it just it feels very like sorry for your loss it does uh and i gotta say my personal preference jamie lee curtis on the bear over jamie lee curtis and everything everywhere same 
Yes, for sure. Definitely. Uh, um, really great. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if she can sustain the momentum until next year. I mean, you know, we might not have a lot of shows. So it might not be a problem for her either. Having seen her way she uh, is an expert at social media, I think we will. she will keep her. You know she will campaign next year. Yeah. You know she will. Big time. Uh, that's it, Joyce. So we'll be back next week with our final picks. We still ended up going like almost over an hour, I would imagine. There's not much to talk about. That's because we love chatting about this stuff. I say sure. the same things every single week. I it's don't know great. why. It's great. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next week with our final picks. Uh, talk to you then. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.